Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heart of Washington National Ministry Africa. Thank you for joining right now. This is Evangelist Jita John Bosco. I'm so happy to hear from you people from different places. I will just say good evening, good afternoon, good morning from different countries. <laughs> what matters is where you come from. I'm so happy that this evening, once again, we have made opportunity to understand and learn what we call the obedience to the living God, obedience to the living Father. As we are continuing waiting for our friends to come and join us right now, let me take this opportunity to give you the food for soul for a moment. talk about God, you will need to know the man I speak so high. That man can change your life from zero to hero in no time. He can take you from the grass to the grace in no time. He's a man of easy word. Oh, as faithful as he says, oh, you will not sleep in changes. No. At your weakest, he is stronger. When you're blinded, he still sees all. You will not see him changing. So can we brag about to go? Can we do it for the rest of the day today? God, we love and love and love you. We love you. We love you. Ooh, ooh. Hey. 
can take you from the ground and give you a crown in no time. He's the lion of Judah, the beginning of the world. You will not see him changing. Yes, that is uh, Mrs. Natalie giving us the wonderful song. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so happy to meet you this afternoon again or this evening. Uh, to other people, it might be the morning. Glory be to the living God for this wonderful time that I'm having with you. I take this opportunity to welcome everyone by the grace of God as we are learning today about this wonderful lesson that we're going to have this evening in the name of Jesus. Otherwise, if it has not been the grace of God, we wouldn't be at this far. But we thank God for His grace. We thank God for His mercy and His wonderful power. Tonight, we are going to be sharing something concerning their obedience to the living God. What is obedience? Yeah, we are going to be talking about obedience. Of course, um, when we talk about obedience, we are meaning uh, how can we behave before the living God? How can we uh, run our lives as we are depending on God's grace and on God's power? Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes it takes a lot of time um, it takes a step someone to understand exactly what is to be done and what should what might be the the reasons and the force that someone may be uh, to reach to so that he can be communicative but uh, today we are so much happy that we are talking about this and it's a wonderful thing and it's a wonderful stuff by the way knowing and how can we be obedient to the living god sometimes it's not easy for everybody just like that you know some people it begins even from our homes the way how we behave towards our parents the way how we do things at home something like that but the more we give it time and we learn we continue we come to the point of our humility we come to the point of integrity we come to the point of being focused and we love the living god for whatever is supposed to be done ladies and gentlemen i won't even waste a lot of time but i just want to do in this way by the god's grace in just one minute in just one minute in just one minute his commander of the sun in the follow of the moon, you will not see him changing. When we brag about you, don't go, and we do it for the rest. Oh, we love the love Just a, a, a just a, a point of um, something like you're showing God that you love Him. But John chapter 14 verse 15 it says it, it says to us that uh, if we are in love with God, we have to do what He commands. That what describes us that indeed we love God. Not just mere words, but we have to mean what we say, and we 
by uh, fulfilling what we are saying it's all about acting or maybe putting in practice of what we are talking about tonight we are going to be discussing of several areas several things we are going to see some of the ways how can we be obedient to god and in the same way how obedience can help us and um, where does it take us and uh, what are the consequences when it comes to disobedience of course when we have an advantage in place we can have even the disadvantage therefore ladies and gentlemen tonight i will just want to tell you one thing that um we are going to understand what really obedience is here comes some of the reasons and i would like to begin in this way as i'm explaining um as I'm giving an explanation of what, depending on obedience to God, and this is Pastor Dita John Bosco, you can call me any name that you like, but I would love to communicate to you or to say something this evening by the grace of God. I want to send my greetings all over the world, those who are in the Middle East, especially those from Australia, those who are from America, different countries, most especially even in Africa. In particular, that is Uganda. Those who are following me from Uganda, may God bless you so, so much. I know sometimes these days, yeah, fuel is up, everything, uh, when it comes to expenses, when it comes to buy data, we used to see people always on internet, but these days, it's a matter of a program whereby someone has to program for his or her data so that can be able to use it effectively uh, regardless of any uh, purpose but tonight we are looking at obedience before the living god obedience to christ what does it mean we see that uh, obedience it's all about uh, spiritual breathing is hearing by and obeying god we give it uh, two words the first word is all about breathing and this first word it has the it has two branches whereby we can say that hearing and obeying hearing and obeying so here you can see that the spiritual breathing is hearing and obeying god why so this is a concept which is called the spiritual breathing is hearing and obeying to god the spiritual breathing is hearing and obeying to god all the every day not just some days but every day it doesn't happen on just one week or maybe one day but it happens every day it is a daily thing it is a daily routine it is something which is usual you don't just obey today and then tomorrow you're not obedient so parents are expecting us every time to be obedient to them in terms of doing what they are locating us to do so what shows that we are obedient most of times they are going to comment they are going to talk about our activities that we are doing they are going to talk about um the tasks that they have given us in what uh, like the duration the time that we take to accomplish the tasks that are assigned to us that can be termed to be as somebody who is or who is obedient but again as we can continue to go on i'm going to first give the first concept of breathe in what do we breathe in so in the kingdom we breathe in when we hear from god through what through his word yeah that is through his word through his word and his word is the bible secondly we can even do that we can breathe in through prayer <laughs> our conversations with god our conversations with god again we can go on and understand that his body the church our followers of jesus our fellows when we come together in the fellowship on monday i was discussing about that i was talking about the voice of god i was talking about 
the speaking of God, the speech of God, does God speak? And I was trying to bring out something like called,、um, like when we come together in a fellowship, that's when we get to understand and hear from different perspectives, our perceptions, and then we learn the word of God and we get to understand what really God wants from us. And again, This can be through works, through his works, the events, experiences, and sometimes even the persecutions and sufferings he allows his children to go through. The good news for every follower of Jesus is that when we breathe in and hear from God, and when we breathe out and obey what we hear and share with others, what we've heard, God will speak even more clearly. So, this is as if it's a kind of continuation from what we learned from Monday. But again, from the concept of breathe in, then what about the concept of breathe out? So, in the kingdom, we breathe out when we act on what we hear from God. We breathe out when we obey. Ladies and gentlemen, the book of James reminds us and emphasizes what we call being slow in speaking, but always to be quick to act. No, 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 to be quick to listen. So, once we hear the word of God, in other words, we have let in. But what we've heard, we have to put it in practice. We need to put it in action. Not just hearing and we say, hey, first we are Christians, now what and what and what. No, we need to reflect what exactly the living God wants us to do. Because when you read the instructions, you have to follow the instructions. The Bible speaks in the book of Proverbs, that's chapter 12, from verse 1, that who. Ha- who Who loves knowledge? Whoever loves knowledge,、uh, no. Yeah. Whoever loves collection loves knowledge. But whoever who hates it is a stupid person. What does it mean? In this, that, in that of hearing about what you've done wrong, then you get to correct what you've not been doing right. That's what we call being in order and acting out. That is a breathing out. So, sometimes breathing out is to obey. This means changing our thoughts, our words, or our actions to bring them into enlightenment, which Jesus has and His will. Sometimes breathing out to obey means sharing what Jesus has shared with us, giving away what He gave us so that others can be blessed just as God is blessing us. Therefore, let us think about all that. So, For a follower of Jesus, this breathing in and breathing out is just a critical. It's our very life. It is everyday thing. So we need to understand. Now we need to ask ourselves why is it essential to learn to hear and recognize God's voice? Yes, of course. Is hearing and responding to the Lord really like breathing? Why? Or、oh, why not? So I can give you just a definition of biblical obedience is to hear God's word and act accordingly. Not just hearing it, but you have to act accordingly. What does it say? Do not steal. Do you still stealing? Do not commit murder. Do you still committing murder? <laughs> Something like that. So we put in practice, we follow, we do the right thing according to what the Bible said. Not just hearing and then we say, oh, I've heard, but not acting accordingly. So we have to act accordingly. We have to act accordingly. So, confessing your sins daily, repenting against yourself, and knowing God loves you and has given your sins daily. Forgiven. That is being forgiven. So, when we read in 1 John and we read, and we read in Romans, so as we visit in our Bible, believing that as Jesus and the gospel filled church, 
a truth loving church and person loving. And person loving, yeah, is a great way to learn more about God and meet people to encourage you. So, promises of God, if we obey, God has made incredible promises and has linked them to our obedience. We have even promises in our obedience. It's not just fulfilling them, but God says, if you do this and do the other thing, this is going to happen. We can see them from different generations generation of Noah, generation of Moses, Elijah, generation of、uh, Elijah, generation of who? Whom can I mention? We had so many generations that whenever they obeyed, God fulfilled the promises that He had promised them. By the way, even before they, went, even before they were in a position of obedience, God had already given them the promises, if at all they were to obey unto Him. That's why it's the if and then. So, promises of the Bible. If we obey what, what He says, if we obey what He says, Then he promises that he will save us. He will watch over us, take care of us, and give to us our needs. Do you have any needs in your life? Do you want to be taken, to be taken care of? My dear friend, think about being obedient to God. What does God say in your life? When you read the word of God, what comes in your mind? What does it allocate you to do? If you read the Ten Commandments in the Bible, okay, let's just bring them as an example. I'm not meaning that that is the, now the crucial thing and the final stuff, but let, let me just bring it in the context. Let us think together.、Um, the Ten Commandments, if you look at them, all of them, and when you read them, do you really try to comply with what it says? Or it's just a matter of reading them and you get shocked for just today and then next day you do something different. <laughs> so sometimes we need to recognize and learn that. So the emphasis is on doing what the Word of God says. So if the Bible says that if you shall turn to me, I will shall turn to you, it means it's a promise that if we do this, then He will do that. Then, once we turn, when we turn ourselves to God and we get devoted to Christ, then we have committed obedience. We have become obedient. Otherwise, if we don't do it, then it's termed to be a disobedience. It's termed to be a disobedience. Ladies and gentlemen, we can continue that this means being willing to do and actually doing whatever the Lord your God asks, asks you to do, or following His rules and laws. Of course. So, the words of the Lord, His rules and His laws have been summarized just to one book, and that is the Bible. So, if you don't read the Bible, then you are missing out. So, that is the thing. Everything, the rules, the laws, the regulations of the Lord, whatever that He wanted us to understand, even the commandments are just in one book, just summarized in one book. So, whenever we open up the Bible, that is the best format, the best way, and that is the most and most popular way that God speaks to us daily, every day, and every time. Every day. Apart from visions,、uh, apart from、uh, dreams, apart from、uh, people surrounding us, apart from、uh, the communities and societies and different things. Apart from even nature, but the word of God, that is the popular way that God speaks to us. Because whenever we open up that Bible, whatever that we read, it's God that communicates to us directly, directly, face to face, face to face, spirit to spirit, mind to mind, perspective to perspective, and so on. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to unveil, I just want to unveil just eight ways to show how obedience to God. To show how we can be obedient to Christ. 
yeah that's just 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 eight ways but before i give you just the eight ways i just want to give just a brief background of what i'm trying to mean so obedience as we understood that its definition in the bible biblically that is the general concept of the general concept of obedience that is in both in old testament and the new testament this leads to hearing or to hearing or hearkening i don't know whether someone can understand what i'm saying when i talk about hearkening it's like hearing or hearkening to a higher authority the government to understand that really 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 you obedient citizen it's when you comply to the laws and regulations it's when you comply to the constitution the the laws that are governing the constitution what is the constitution of the country for instance in uganda we have a constitution what is going to make us to be the good citizens is all about when we comply with the constitution that's why you see that even the presidential candidates that even the leaders in the country if they dare temper the constitution of the country everyone gets annoyed yeah that is violence that is disobedience that is violating the rules of the constitution of the country the constitution says this supposed to be like this and this supposed to be like this the constitution says a person has the right to do like this so when the authorities do something just to stop the people and even to come against what people are doing and yet it's in the constitution it means they are trying to be the leading people to show up the disobedience ladies and gentlemen i was just telling you that it is a general concept of obedience both in the old testament and the new testament this leads to hearing or hearkening to a higher authority so when we go further to give an a background that one of the greek terms for obedience in the bible conveys the idea of positioning our one self under someone by submitting to their authority and command yes that is one of the greek terms that it may mean or what you call the hearkening so it's like obedience in the bible that is being conveyed it is conveyed as an idea you position yourself under someone by submitting by submitting submitting to who to the authority do you have anyone who is above you yes we have god we have jesus what does the bible say that is our constitution as christians as the country as the nations america when you look at and different nations and different continents they have constitutions that governing their countries and their nations but as christians we have our constitution and that is the bible so if we come to the position of uh, if we come to an idea of positioning ourselves under the constitution and that is the bible by submitting to that bible by submitting to what it says and to what it commands then we are obedient people so another thing that we can maybe bring in that in the new testament which means to trust because obedience means you tr- you trust you are trusting something you are put your trust in something so you cannot just you can't be obedient to something that you don't trust in but you be obedient in something that you trust in that is a biblical obedience live alone the things of the world whereby people they just obey because they have been forced and that is by the that's not just obey but that is just being forced to do so but i'm talking about obedience without being forced and that is the way how you see that you first develop trust in you then you become obedient to something that you love again trust 
goes with love. Should I tell you something? Marriage couple. Married couple. Most of times, a woman to submit to a husband, it's because there is love. And what love brings? Love brings what you call trust. So that trust that a woman has in a man leads her to submit to that authority, and that authority is a man. Therefore, even a man, even the Bible gives us that arrangement that a man has a sign, has a picture of Christ Jesus as the head of the church. And as a man is the head of the family, it reflects that Jesus Christ. That is the head of the church. Then a woman being submissive, different than the church being submissive to Christ Jesus. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, that's how it means that even it brings out what you call trust. So, according to a lot of so many illustrations in the Bible, so it just simply says that、uh, you hear God's word and you act accordingly. Therefore, as I personally, Pastor John Bosco, I suggest true hearing or obedience involves the physical hearing that inspires the hearer. Should I repeat? This is just my perspective. And this is, my pers- this is just my perspective and、uh, my suggestion. I would like to assert that true hearing or obedience involves the physical hearing that inspires the hearer. I need to be inspired. Someone h a v e to be inspired to be obedient. And the belief or trust that in turn motivations the hearer to act in accordance with the speaker's desires. Some people are looking, some people look for hell, some people look for、uh, that, 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 that position to be, to, to,、uh, to be obeyed to. But sometimes they don't consider what are the circumstances that can attract, that can push, that can lead someone. Uh huh. To obey to that person, even if it is the government. The government even has to look for some of those issues, some of the things that can attract someone, that can、uh, inspire someone to submit to the authorities. Not just waking up in the morning, you get the tear gas, you get the guns, <laughs> and you think people are going to obey. No way. They're, just go- they're not going to obey. They're going to do it just because you have brought something that is scary. But we need to lead people into obedience with love. Do you, do you know what happened? Christ Jesus had to die on the cross. He had to show us the love. John 3 16. For God so loved the world and he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believed in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It was love. It was love that built trust in us. And that trust, that's why we are obedient to Christ of, for whoever that believes in him. Why? Even that has a promise that shall not perish but have eternal life. Eternal life, it is a promise. Eternal life, it is a promise that Christ has,、uh, gave us that if we obey and we accept Him and we follow Him, we shall have eternal life. So, yeah, any speaker, any person want to be obeyed to, put the guidelines, put the conditions that are going to inspire people to obey to you. That are going to lead people, that are going to inspire people to obey to you. Otherwise, if you don't do that, it might be so hard for people to obey to you. But as I've said from the beginning, that is my perspective. That hearing or obedience, it, that the true hearing or obedience involves the physical hearing that inspires the hearer and the belief or trust that, in the motivate, that motivates the hearer to act in accordance with the speaker's desires. 
So therefore, thus, biblical obedience to God means to hear, you trust, you submit, and surrender to God and His Word. Should I repeat? Biblical obedience to God means to hear, you trust, you submit, and you surrender to God and His Word. Only that. Then you are in, in a position of obedience to God. I repeat for the last time. I repeat for the last time. That be, according to the Bible, being obedient to God, it means you hear, you trust, you submit, and you surrender to God and His Word. Once you do that, then that is a good thing. Okay. Yes, let me tell you just eight ways. Uh, eight ways. Just eight ways. I will conclude with those ones. Just eight ways. To show our obedience to God. How can we show our obedience to God? Just now after that we have heard from a brief understanding um, of how uh, the, 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 the brief background and the brief understanding of how the obedience means. My perspective, I've given it out. Now it's a high time just to give you eight ways that we can be obedient to God. Yeah, by the way, if we are obedient to God, what are the consequences? And if we are not obedient, what might be the, 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 the consequences? So everything has a disadvantage and an advantage. Then you choose what you like most. So the first point we need to understand that when we show our obedience to God, there is something I would like you to understand. That is one, one, one thing that we begin with. Jesus calls us to obey. So in Jesus Christ, we find the perfect mode of obedience. As his disciples, we follow Christ's example as well as his commands. So our motivation for obedience is love. Should I repeat it? That in Jesus Christ, we find the perfect mode of obedience. As his disciples, we follow Christ's example as well as his commands. Our motivation for obedience is love. It is love. That's what Jesus showed us. That's why he calls us to obey. He tells us that whoever believes in me, shall not perish, but have eternal life. It comes with a, with a promise. It comes with a promise. That is a promise in doing that. So if you love me, you will keep my command. That is a scripture that we stood up today. That is John 14 and verse 15. You can read any version that you want, but that's the scripture that we, we staged today so that we can rotate our theme of being obedient to God. The second point is going to be obedience is an act of worship. Guys, I want to remind you this. Obedience is an act of worship. The Bible says he's looking for people worshiping him in his spirit and truth so that he can dwell amongst them. Do you remember even what the Bible says once again? That two or three when they are gathered together, in that, that means the fellowship. Two or three when they are gathered together and they are gathered in God's name is in their midst. That is a promise. That is love. That is being obedient. So, obedience is an act of worship. While the Bible places a strong emphasis on obedience, it is critical to remember that believers are not justified, made righteous by obedience. We need to remember that. Salvation is just a free gift of God. And we can do nothing to, to merit it. So, true Christian obedience flows from a heart of gratitude for the grace we have received from the Lord. So we obey not because it's going to take us to heaven. We obey not because that it is the way to heaven. No, the way to heaven is Christ Jesus. Is Christ Jesus. Why? 
and obedience it helps us obedience helps us to build on that because when we obey in Christ Jesus that's when Christ Jesus is going to give us access to the heavenly realm that's why true Christian obedience flows from a heart of gratitude for the grace we have received from the Lord not by our power not by our mighty no but by the grace of God by the glory of God and so dear brothers and sisters i plead with you to give your bodies to God because all of he has done for you let them be a living and a holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptance this is truly the way to worship him when you read that is Romans to love and verse 1 that's what the bible says Jesus is telling us Paul is telling us that dear brothers and sisters that I pray you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Why do we give our bodies? It is an act of worship. It is an act of obedience. We are obeying to God, giving our bodies to do godly work, not our own things, not our own understanding and our own, and our, and our own benefits. Yeah, this is Paul. You can write the scripture down. Romans 12, verse 1 that let them be a living and a holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptance so this is truly the way to worship god ladies and gentlemen another point is point three another way is there is a, 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 a few way godly words obedience did you know that godly words obedience over and over again we read in the bible that god blesses and rewards obedience and through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. All because you have obeyed me. So when we read Genesis 22 and verse 18, it says that, And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. All because you have obeyed me. So obedience goes with a, a promise. We can see even that. And once again, when we continue to read in Luke chapter 11, verse 28, the Bible says that Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. As I told you earlier, that being showing our true obedience and the genuine obedience is about putting what we've heard, what we've read, what we've understood from the Bible, we put it in practice or we make it into a practice. That is Luke 11, 28 confirms what I was saying. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says, guys. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. So if we don't do what the Bible says, if we don't do what the Word of God says, we are fooling ourselves. For if we listen, ladies and gentlemen, for if we listen and don't obey, it's like a glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you had, then God will bless you for doing it. So, we can get the confirmation of that scripture in the book of James, from, uh, that is chapter 1 from verse 22 and um, up to verse 20, 25. Book of James, chapter 1 from verse 22 up to 25. That's what it says. Number 4, obedience to God proves our love. Obedience to God proves our love. As I told you, I was mixing these things from the beginning. That obedience goes with love and trust. Those are the three things now that we have been given. Those are three elements. We have love, we have obedience, we have trust. In other words, which is first, which is second, and which is third. All of them, they move together. 
So when we read in the books of 1st and 2nd John, clearly explain that obedience to God demonstrates love for God. So loving God implies following His commands. It is not just like, you know, obedience. So that love leads us into that obedience. We obey to the commands. And that's why He has told us in the other book of John, chapter 14 and verse 15, that if you love me, you have to do what I command you to do. So by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey His commands. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. Yes. So when we read First John chapter 5 and uh, verse, two to, uh, to verse 2 to 3, you will see that. You will see that. Again, Second John chapter 6, uh, we can again see the same statements that uh, being made in the Bible. Love means doing what God has commanded us. And he has commanded us to love one another just as you had from the beginning. So, I think you can understand that. Let me just go on point five. Obedience to God demonstrates faith. All this results from obedience. So, this is just point number five, that obedience to God demonstrates faith. When you obey God, we show our trust and faith in Him. Should I repeat? When we obey God, we show our trust and faith in Him. And we can be sure that we can, we can know him if we obey his commandments. So if someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey his, com his commandments, that person is a liar. <laughs> and is not even living in the truth. But those who obey God is why truly show how completely they love him. So that is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God they should live their lives as Jesus did. So, what are some of the examples that we can get from that? We can read from John, First uh, John, chapter two, from verse three up to six. It will give us that answer or that point clearly that I've talked about. Point number six: obedience is better than sacrifice. I know some people they have this slogan; <laughs> they normally talk about it. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Today, I have brought it as a point, ladies and gentlemen. Today, I have brought it. I have brought it as a point. I think now some people are happy because they have just been hearing it, talking about it. Uh, when they are maybe counseling certain, certain people in different areas or maybe in different places. But guess what? Today. It's just like I have brought at the point. So obedience is better than sacrifice. What do I mean? In this phrase, obedience <laughs> is better than sacrifice has often perplexed Christians. I know. They have been perplexed the Christians because they have been asking themselves how comes, what how does it happen? What does it mean? So today you can again continue to understand this. So it can only be understood from an Old Testament perspective in this way. The Lord required the Israelites people to offer sacrifices to God, but those sacrifices and offerings were never intended to take the place of obedience. Should I repeat to tell you? Do you think it can only be understood from Old Testament perspective? So why? Because the Lord required the Israelites people to offer sacrifices to God, but those sacrifices and offerings were just never intended to take the place of obedience. But Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to God, to the Lord? So your burnt offerings and sacrifices, or your obedience to His voice. Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. And submission is better than offering the fat of rams. This is what Samuel was saying. 
and he was explaining about these this settlement as always you people you use that obedience is better than sacrifice so someone was trying to communicate that obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams all the fats of others whatever other things so they had no you know rams ram was ram ram was a person but now the the, the, the tribe of the rams or the, maybe the rama is okay with the uh, being called them like they say like the way how you see the jebusites like the way how you see the amrites so even rams um they met a lot they they, they met uh, like a group of people from a different from a certain tribe that used to offer the sacrifices they used to offer fat sacrifices they used to have the, the, the cattle no 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 not the cattle the sheep that used to be offered on the on the altars of the lord so these things of these things of offering the rams it was like not even acceptable before the living god because they were give, being given uh, to the altars of the devil or the altars of the other gods or maybe the idols so that's why someone was someone was asserting that rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols so that's why he was letting the thing there so because you have rejected the command of the lord he has rejected you as a king so someone was asserting that if you want to know where that is to answer that uh, to answer that question or uh, maybe you have a new heart or maybe to uh, get more enlightenment about um, sacrifice, uh, obedience is better than sacrifice you can read in first Samuel chapter 15 verse 22 up to 23 therefore I would like to end up with these two points the first point which is the seven point the seventh point is that disobedience leads to sin and death now this is the consequence in a negative way that disobedience leads to sin and death so the death of adam brought sin and death into the world it was just one man and we see that from book of genesis so this is the basis of the term origin sin some of you talk about original sin original sin original sin original sin this is where it came from that the disobedience of adam brought sin and death into the world so this is the basis of the term original of the sin but Christ's perfect obedience restores a fellowship with God for everyone who believes in him so Jesus Christ for him was obedient and he did his law for us by one man when you read Romans 15 no 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 Romans chapter 5 and uh, verse 19 it gives us that 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 I was meaning all the statement that I've already just mentioned earlier that for us by one man is that is Adam disobedience the man who were made sinners should I repeat that for us this is just a scripture uh, Romans 5 verse 19 for us by the one who's man one man is disobedience the many were made sinners so by the one man is Christ is obedience the many will be made righteous I've, I think I've given the scripture again when you go to first Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 22 the Bible said for us in Adam all die so also in Christ shall all be made alive therefore there is a promise though there is a consequence that we have that are, which is there which, which happened after sinning my last point is going to be point eight and this says that through obedience we experience the blessings of holy living 
let me repeat this point now this point is all about on our daily living it's all about on us as human beings he said that through obedience we experience the blessings of holy living now this is talking about our daily life our daily life in the so only jesus christ is perfect only jesus christ is perfect i'm telling you that only he could walk in sinless perfect obedience but as we allow the holy spirit to transform us from within we grow in holiness so this is the process of sanctification 